Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever you are in the world, thanks for tuning in and listening to the 34th Scottish Fields podcast, released on Wednesday, January the 26th, 2022. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Kenny Smith and I'm the web editor of Scottish Field. And over the next 20 minutes or so, I'll be telling you all about our latest issue, as well as meeting our guest, the comedian Ed Byrne, who's returning to Scotland in February and March. He'll be sharing with us why our country means so much to him. We've just put the finishing touches to the next edition of the magazine, and we'll hopefully be telling you about that next week. Every month, Scottish Field brings you the best of all things Scottish, heritage and interiors, antiques, gardens, wildlife, motoring, whisky, and country news, as well as interviews with famous Scots names. In our February 2022 edition, we dangle from Scotland's sea cliffs with rock climbing enthusiast Guy Robertson, and we meet one of the hardest working women on Tyree, local crofter Rhoda Meek, who has taken on Airbnb. We chat with Perthshire's Michael Yellowlees, who, with his four-legged friend Luna, completed a 5,000-mile trek across Canada to raise money for charity, and we also ask if the real Macbeth would please stand up. Having been made out to be a villainous, tyrannical king, we discover there was much more to Macbeth, and indeed Lady Macbeth, than meets the eye. Brother and sister duo James and Irene Thompson were ready to tackle the challenge of a wild garden in Fife, and we take a look at transforming a former church officer's house in Glasgow, and we discover that it was worth every drop of blood, sweat and tears. Underwater photographer Jill Williams reveals the otherworldly wonders that lie beneath the waves in the Isle of Skye, while the A-listed Balburnie House Hotel in Fife is a fine dining destination and an extraordinary wedding venue, which are investigated by the Mystery Diner. We also meet Glasgow-based artist Lily McRae, who has created unique works inspired by the old masters. In our Credo column, Graham McTavish, the Hobbit and Outlander actor, talks road trip playlists, thankless jobs and Shakespearean tragedies. This month, we also feature Scottish Fields Independent Schools Guide, an ideal companion if you're looking for somewhere to send your children. In our regular columns, we mere mortals may not agree on everything, but Alexander McCallsmith believes kindness goes a long way. The recent snowstorm reminds Guy Grieve of an Arctic adventure many moons ago. Travelling during Covid is worrying and Fiona Armstrong has a tale to tell about the clan chief's recent escapades. Motoring expert Neil Linden has a hard time choosing between the Audi Q4 e-tron and the Skoda Enyaq. And Michael Wiggins' fascination with salmon continues as they migrate from the ocean to inland waters. All this and much more is in the latest edition of Scottish Field, priced £4.75. To find out how to subscribe, just visit www.scottishfield.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. So, without further ado, let's meet this week's guest, Ed Byrne, who's one of the UK's finest observational comics, who can finally continue his nationwide biggest tour to date as he gets back on the road. If you're a fan of Ed, you may well have seen him at the festival in Edinburgh in 2019 when he debuted this show, but thanks to the pandemic, it's been on hold for a long time. In If I'm Honest, Ed takes a long, hard look at himself and tries to decide if he has any traits that are worth passing on to his children. A TV household name, Ed has been seen on pretty much every TV programme in the UK, including Mock the Week, Top Gear, Have I Got News For You, The Graham Norton Show, live at the Apollo, as host, The One Show, 
and the Great British Bake Off. He will be in Stirling at the McRobert Arts Centre on February the 26th, then in March he'll be in Perth on the 9th, Motherwell on the 10th, Dunfermline on the 11th, Aberdeen on the 12th and Inverness on the 13th. So let's meet Mr Ed. Uh, well, my name's Ed Byrne. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm currently on the road with uh, my show. It's called If I'm Honest. <laughs> well, it's the best way to be, I would have said, Ed. <laughs> of course, you've got a bit of a connection with Scotland throughout your life, haven't you? Oh, totally. Um, I went to university there. I went to Strathclyde Uni in Glasgow for... I was technically enrolled for two years. I dropped out during second year. And then I also worked as the vice president internal, as it was called, the vice president services, you would also call it. So I was in charge of running the student union on John Street. So I did that for a year from in 92, 93. I believe that building is shut now, or that building is now a lecture hall or something. Yeah. Now that's quite a scary thing because around that time, that's when myself and my friends were starting to go out in Glasgow. And we would always head into John Street, the John Street Jam. What year would that have been? That would have been 92, just when I was leaving school. The and, John uh, Street Jam. No, that, I don't remember. That was, was that just the nickname you guys had That was just it? our nickname that we had for it, yeah. And, uh, I don't remember putting that night on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come and eat some sticky substances. But uh, no, no, not that. It was just our, our name for it is what we had. So, yeah, there we go. So our paths may have crossed inadvertently many, many moons ago. And I started off as a comedian in Glasgow in a pub which at the time was called the 13th Note. It's now called Ballins, next door to Bennett's Nightclub yep. on Glassford Street. That was it. So I started there, 3rd of November, 1993. I emceed, I started my own comedy night because at the time there wasn't really anywhere to, for new people to play. There had been a whole scene had come through a pub called Blackfriars that Parrot and Fred McCauley and... Bruce Morton and and all that and and Stu who had all come through there, but that had that had um, that had gone by then. So I had to start my own. So yes, I did that for a bit and then moved down to London where the streets are paved with comedy clubs. But then obviously came back up many many times for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where I eventually met my wife as well in two thousand and three. So yes, my fate has been intertwined with the nation of Scotland for 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 some time, and now. My great leisure pursuit is Monroe bagging, so I spend a great deal of time in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that, but you preempted it, so we'll just go with it now. Mm. So, how many have you done? How many are off your list? Oh, that's a good question. A um, hundred and I think it's about one hundred and ten. Yes, I'd have to I'd have to look at my notes, <laughs> but I'm going to knock a few more off. Shortly, actually, I'm going to be, uh, I've got to go to, I'm gigging in Stirling. I'm looking in my diary right now for the Stirling gig. Saturday the 26th, I'm in Stirling. And uh, so I've got the day off, 24th and the 25th. So I'm going to, I'm going to head into the Highlands 24th, 25th. And I'll probably try and do a, another one on the day of the 26th. So I'm hoping, hoping to get that number up. Yeah. What was your first one? First one, that's a good question. It was, <laughs> oh, mate. This is a riveting interview now, isn't it? It's just me <laughs> making a face while I try and think of the name of a mountain. I remember it was near Dalwini. I remember that. It was, it was, we, I remember parking in, in, in Dalwini and, and doing a long hike in. 
uh, and it was at but to the at the and staying at the cool Rav Bothy. But uh, the exact hill, the name of the hill, <laughs> it escapes me. That's all right. <laughs> we bit off a lot more than we could chew with me and my brother, and we had a whole plan. We were going to hike in, and we were going to camp, and we were going to do two Monroes this day, and then two the next day, and then two the next day. But we were absolutely exhausted. We just did one the whole time. We just walked in, camped, did one, camped, walked out again. That seems like a good trip to me, nonetheless. But it there was. we go. <laughs> and it was, and it was, and, and it was um, just by total sheer chance. Staying in the same bothy was a guy called Rob McFarlane, who is an outdoors writer, and wrote a brilliant book on. Uh, on mountain, on on hill walking, and the whole and love of mountaineering, uh, called the um, mountains of the mind, a history of a fascination, and it talked all about the history of alpinism and the whole concept of mountains, how going from being horrible, stark, ugly, scary places where the gods lived to being considered beautiful, wild, and romantic places, and how, and and the shift in that mindset that took place. Uh, during the sort of romantic poetry era and it's a really interesting book and I just he just happened to be staying in the van I'd never heard of him and I'd never heard of his book until I met him and then I bought his book and it's my favourite all-time book on mountain climbing Wow that's amazing isn't it just these wee coincidences and yeah. being here in the right place at the right time I love it Yeah So just before we before we started uh, recording we were mentioning the fact you'd been up in Edinburgh in 2019 and doing your show then but then of course Covid struck so, I mean, how was yeah. the 2019 show going? How did that go down at the festival? Great. It's the best I've done at the festival since, probably since I was nominated for the Perrier back in 1998. I, I for the first time ever, because they didn't even used to make such lists, but I made the list of the top 10 best reviewed shows at the festival that year, you know, because my, my average star rating was 4.5 or something like that, you know. Uh, yeah, I got more five-star reviews than I have ever had, and you know everybody. The, 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 you know the, the the buzz was good, you know, and that's why I decided then I go. Do you know what? I'm going to tour this. Normally, I tour the show for maybe six months, a year after I've written it. But I decided on this one. I'm going. I'm going. To, I'm going to absolutely tour tour the arse out of this show. I said to myself. So toured it to the end of 2019, and then my plan was to tour it all of 2020. But life had other plans. So in March 2020, they said, nope. And they just took it all away. And so this is all, almost all of this is now rescheduled gigs. Some of which had never even gone on sale. The ones for, that were supposed to go on sale, October, November 2020, never even went on sale. So they've been, um, they've been trickling out the door. So yeah, so I mean, I've got a gig in Cardiff in March that literally, it will be two years late that was supposed to happen in March 2020. That's quite scary. I mean, for somebody like yourself as a performer, how did you keep yourself sane during lockdown? Well, what's weird now is suddenly all the things, all the hobbies I took up during lockdown are now terrible burdens because I don't have time for them anymore. So we got chickens. We have four chickens at the end of the garden. I dug a vegetable patch and fenced it off to keep deer out. I dug a a, a flower garden that where some sheds used to be, and I and I and I did turned my garage into a workshop where I make wooden stuff. And now I don't have time to do any of it. 
Now it's like I go, go I'm going to go into the workshop. I'm going to make something. Oh, great. I'll just quickly check on the chickens. Oh, no, the electric fence is broken. I better throw it on. Oh, no, some birds are getting at the purple sprouting broccoli. I'm going to have to net that off now. And then suddenly all these things that were that were supposed to fill my days are now encroaching on my, my time in a way that's a terrible burden. But that's the kind of stuff I, I did. I didn't write a novel or a screenplay. I didn't break through as a star on TikTok. I didn't. I, I made four episodes of a thing for YouTube where I interviewed people while hill walking. But even that, you know, I thought I'll do this instead of touring. But even that got shut down because, you know, I mean, Scotland was basically closed. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea of unnecessary travel being, you know, off the table meant meant that, you know, even making a thing for YouTube was you know, people would be like, you're not supposed to be doing that, you know. So, so yeah, I was I was pretty much shut down from a professional point of view. And it just must be such a relief now that you can just get back out there and and get that buzz of performing. Well, totally. And you know, and I've said I said it now to a few audiences because um, I don't really do sincerity very well, so I've only said it a handful of times, is that I, I have been guilty in the past of um, sort of I've taking it for granted, you know, and, and even some days going, oh, I don't feel like it today, you know, I've, I've got a cold or I'm hungover or whatever it is, and, you know, and then, you know, to have it taken away, you realise how much you love it, you know. So I feel really bad for any time I ever took it for granted in the past. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's the thing that we've all sort of become sort of guilty of that. Even just, like, as you say, simple things like being able to go out, see friends and just travel just slightly further than away from your own town or wherever it is it may be. It's yeah. a very strange time. But yeah, I know that from my friends who are in comedy, yeah, it was just what a difference it's made for them just to be able to get back out and, and just get that energy back again. Yeah, yeah. And it's... What's interesting though is that, that I'll be honest with you, ticket sales are are not, you know, gangbusters. They're 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 just starting to come back now, and part of that's the fact that you know the various uh, theatres, all of their marketing departments are all furloughed. You know, the box offices were shut, and so and just that idea of of going to see a show in a theatre and seeing a poster for my show and going, oh, we'll get a ticket for that as well. You know that those that's gone. So. Yeah, they've, it's, it's been hard to get the word out that it feels like you're touring in secret. And also, I think people have just gotten used to not going out. I remember thinking when we were locked down, I think well, when we get back out there, you won't be able to get a ticket for anything. Like everything in the West End will be sold out and everything, all gone. you won't be able to get a ticket for anything because people will be just so dying to get back out. And I think that would have been the case if we'd been shut down for six months. But because we were basically shut down for 18 months, I think people got out of the habit. People literally just... I've, you know, I've just gotten used to not going out. And now I think there's a certain amount of anxiety, not just about, you know, catching a disease, but I think people just are anxious about going going back to theatres and just doing stuff like that because they haven't done it in so long. Yeah. Well, we've so mind to- a good way to ease yourself back into it. Yes. I suppose it's not a demanding show and it's, 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 it's a proven one and you're, you're taking no risks with your money. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will definitely, my, my wife and I will definitely be heading up to Stirling to see you as we've uh, thoroughly enjoyed you over the years. And uh, even now this little, oops, this device in my hand is still my mobile phone. So. <laughs> mobile, little mobile phone. <laughs> but again, you must be looking forward to the Scots audiences because I know you've, yes. when I've seen you in the past, you always get such a great reception. 
absolutely yes no it's a uh, it's it's it, i always i'm not just saying it but it always feels like coming home when i'm when i'm performing in scotland yeah yeah no it's always i'm i'm, I'm very much looking forward to it yeah and then hopefully i mean the, the touring schedule is a bit more when i when i come up later and do you know aberdeen and and uh Dunfermline and that it's 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 a bit more. I don't, I don't think I'm going to get as much time to to to, to hit the hills. Yeah, but, uh, just driving past them will do me. <laughs> protein for the soul. Absolutely, the fact that you're away from home and you can see them in the distance, so it's sort of living them, but not quite. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic, Ed. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers. Our thanks to Ed for taking time out of his busy schedule to chat with Scottish Field. And you can find out more about his tour and where to get tickets from his website, which is www.edburn.com, which is E-D-B-Y-R-N-E dot com. Talking of all things online, you can follow Scottish Field on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Scottish Field. We have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Scottish Field or you can see our Instagram page at www.instagram.com forward slash Scottish Field Mag with M-A-G at the end. And of course you can pop by our website www.scottishfield.co.uk which contains unique content that you won't find in the print magazine as well as links to purchase the magazine online in physical and digital formats. That's all we've got time for this week, but we'll be back next time when our guest will be Nikki Walker, the new managing director of Walker Shortbread. And you may also recognise his name as a former goalkeeper with Rangers, Aberdeen, Motherwell, Hearts, Partick Thistle and Scotland amongst others. So until then, be seeing you. <laughs>